This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. Welcome to Football Fancast Chelsea Podcast. I'm Chidge and I'm saying no to a summer without football. So we're here for another Football Fancast. Before we get going, I just want to point out that on last week's show, it was me. That's right, me, not Stu or Martin, who pointed out that our shaving was the player to watch in Euro 2008. And that Chelsea should sign him pretty damn quick. After last night's match-winning performance against the Dutch, I suggest that Uncle Roman gets his checkbook out right now. There we go. Who says that we don't know what we're talking about on the Chelsea Football Fancast? And by the way, my insight is based purely on his footballing ability, not my liking for footballers with stupid names. On tonight's show, we've got Stu Norman back for more banter, and at some stage this evening, we might even have Martin here uh, to bring us his sense, wisdom and authority, just like a podcasting version of Big Phil Scolari. But tonight we're joined by a very special guest, a man I like to call the Bard of the Bridge, Mr Mark Worrell, founder of the near-legendary Gate 17 and author of, without doubt, the best Chelsea books I've ever read, Blue Murder, Over Land and Sea, and One Man Went to Mo. I'm wearing my Gate 17 badge as a mark of respect, of course. So, tonight's show will be very different as we talk to Mark about his books, Gate 17, and what it means to be a Chelsea fan. Uh, there's so much to talk about that I'm thinking that we might actually have to make this into a two-parter. We'll see. Uh, and by the way, we're attempting to record tonight's show on camera, so if it works, you can actually watch some of the show when I've posted the video on the Facebook group site. And you can actually see what us idiots get up to and look like when we do the show. Not a pretty sight, I assure you. Okay, as always, a big Chelsea thank you to Putney Station Bar for hosting our podcast and putting up with the madness. Uh, Not what they had in mind with an open mic evening, I'm sure. Stuart, good to have you back. How's your week been? Uh, Yeah, pretty good. Uh, Football filled, uh, as much as you could hope to be in the off-season. Football filled Scolari, do you? Football filled Scolari, that's right. And a very warm welcome to Mark Worrell. Mark, thanks for joining us on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Nice to be here. Good stuff. I I ought to say as well... um, Mark's been almost single-handedly responsible, I think, for getting so many Facebook site members to our site. So thank you for that. We really appreciated it. I'd just like to say hello to the Chelsea Facebook group in Malaysia. 
Big shout going out yeah, to Malaysia. Indonesia. Big shout going out to Malaysia. <laughs> uh, I, what I really want, what would make me really happy, is to have a Facebook member from Ulaanbaatar. Then I think that we've really arrived. I've got one from Kazakhstan, actually. <laughs> yeah, but we don't talk about Borat on this show. Yakshimash. Um, as I said, we were kind of saying last week, we, we, we were very close to getting 100 members last time we podcasted, and we now do have 100 members. So, talking of special shouts going out, special shout going out to Mike Taylor from London who apparently has signed up as our 100th member. I think we should give him something. I don't know what you think about that, boys. Should we give him something? A special prize or, or just a commemorative plaque? Mm. <laughs> or a punch in the face? I don't know, you know. Well, that's right. Bereft of ideas. Perhaps. That's what I love yeah. about these podcasts. You know, we come on and nobody has a bloody clue about what they're going to do. He might have left the group by now. He certainly will after I'm, this podcast. I'm still dumbfounded. He's from London, these in the Facebook group. That's quite good. Well, look, we, you know, we're a broad church. We can have people who actually live near Chelsea. Oh, OK. Anyway, look, um, the, the main reason why Mark's here, obviously, is because uh, he's written some fantastic books on, on Chelsea and what it's like to follow them about. And uh, essentially, they're, they're, they're kind of they're like the adventures of supporting and following Chelsea. Uh, the, the first, well, the Overland and Sea are the one man meant to work. I mean, interestingly, they, they concentrate on Ranieri's last season yep. and following Chelsea yep. in the European Champions League. And ironically, Mourinho's last season yeah. following Chelsea in the Champions League. And of course, as we all know, both end up in glorious failure in the semi-final. Correct. Um, what I really like most about these books, Mark, is the fact that, for me, it captures the real essence and spirit of what supporting Chelsea and being a Chelsea fan is all about. And I think even more so, it, you know, it really brings it to life for anybody who's never been away or, or never followed mm. Chelsea abroad. And, 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 you know, that's a great thing, I think. I mean, what gave you the idea to write the books? Um, I, well, I've always written a few articles for uh, fanzines in the past, and... Um, the, the, the first book, Overland and Sea, it kind of span out of um, me being in Las Vegas chasing a girl that I'd met watching Chelsea play, uh, I think it was Levski Sofia in, in a UEFA Cup tie. And uh, this girl lived in Las Vegas, so I thought I'd try my luck over, overseas. And it just so happened that Chelsea were playing um, Arsenal in an FA Cup replay. And I had to go and find somewhere to watch the game. So I found myself, um, I can't remember the name of the bar, it's in, it's in the book, but my mind shot to pieces. Um, and I, I found, found myself in the bar, and I think it was about 11 in the morning because of the time difference. And uh, a guy came and tapped me on the shoulder and he said, um, you train down at Cannon's Gym in Cheam, don't you? And I went, <laughs> yeah. He said, uh, up the chills, mate. <laughs> and it kind of like went from then. I just thought it was bizarre that... Um, you know, I could find myself six, seven thousand miles from home in a bar with some Chelsea supporters who live around the corner from where I happen to live. Um, and I, I just thought that that summer, um, Abramovich bought Chelsea That's Football right, Club yeah. and um, we were in the <coughs> Champions League. And I just thought it might be interesting to document those away games. And then after having done sort of three and had my friends read over what I'd written, it was like, oh, well, let's write a book now. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Because, I mean, you know, most people will always say that that, 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 that moment in time was, was such a great change for Chelsea and being a Chelsea mm. fan because Roman came in. But what a lot of them forget um, is that it was a great change anyway because I remember that. That live, I mean, I'm rubbish. I, I, I got. I mean, I could never write a book like you did because I can't even remember what I did five minutes ago. <laughs> um, 
But I do remember that Liverpool match because yeah. A, I can't stand Scousers. I yeah. always remember Liverpool matches. But that was such a shit or bust match. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we all yeah. knew that we had no money and then we were broke and that we had. Yeah. It was like a question of survival, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Winning that match. So it was a it was a huge turning point anyway. And then we had Roman, and it's it's, it's funny how people forget that. Um, and talking of which, I think actually that particular moment in time really epitomises what I think you've labelled, which I think sums Chelsea up so well, which is glorious unpredictability. Tell, right. tell us about glorious unpredictability, Mark. We'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Footballfancast.com Well, I mean, you, watching Chelsea, I mean, I've got, I don't know, 30, 30 odd years of um, week in, week out watching Chelsea Football Club. And, you know, you never make money wagering uh, bets on Chelsea Football Club because one week they'll lose at home to Charlton and next week they'll win away at Man United. And even with Roman's money, we've still had a fair few instances of uh, that happening in, in, in the last couple of years. You know, witness the debacle at Barnsley last season. <laughs> Anything could happen. Absolutely. And it's funny, isn't it? Because, I mean, you know, I've not been... I mean, we'll get onto this later, but I've not been going, certainly as long as you, not as long as Stuart. Stuart's old man has been going since the 60s. Yeah. You know, and, and, and still hasn't forgiven me for not being at Rotherham away, I don't think. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, I, I know a lot of older guys who go and, 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 and the lot, you know, the, the kind of the last two years of the Mourinho reign, mm. in the pub, that you could tell they were just distinctly kind of not happy with the mm. fact that they always knew we were going to win. Mm. It just wasn't the mm. same. We needed to lose occasionally just to kind of keep the glorious unpredictability going. Yeah. There's, a, there's a guy called um, Sam who, who uh, comes down to see us on the fanzine store before the games. And um, when when uh, I think when, when Mourinho got the sack and there was uh, <coughs> you know, there, there was a hiatus over what was going to happen. He was just so happy. He said, we've got our Chelsea back. Now. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's funny. As yeah. you mentioned, as you say that, and as you mentioned the Barnsley game, talking about this glorious unpredictability, I remember being at Barnsley, queuing up for about 45 minutes to get the train back from up there, and just dead silence, just a shell shot. What on earth has happened? And the first thing that happened was someone starts singing, we've got our Chelsea <laughs> yeah. back. And I just thought, you know, epiphany, we have. That is our Chelsea back. And that kind of mm. felt... I felt a bit old school again after the sort of the, the merry-go-round of the past few years. It's uh, it, well, I mean, you know, I, I've got a theory which again we'll probably explore through, through the program, but you know, and I've long held this that it's a bit like owners and their dogs, mm. right? You know that you quite like you get you quite often get big fat jowly blokes who have a bulldog, mm. you know, and I think it's the same with football clubs. I think football clubs and the supporters kind of reflect each other. You know, and there's something like, like, you know, there's something about scousers apart from the fact they, they nick your hubcaps. But, you know, and West Ham fans, there's, there's, a, there's a real kind of... West Ham fans could only ever support West Ham. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. that's the same with yeah. Chelsea, that we have yeah. a really kind of... I don't know, we, we've got quite a kind of a phlegmatic approach to yeah. life. It's like what will be, will be. And we live for the moment and we enjoy it while it lasts because we know that it sure ain't going to last forever. You know, and people ask me this. They say, "Come on, you know, you got all this money, and what's going to happen when Roman flounces off into the sunset on his big yacht?" Well, we'll be shagged. But you know, we know that. We know that. So we're just enjoying it for now. And I think there's a lot to that, isn't there? I think there is, but I think it's also changing now because we've had five years of Roman, so we've got a whole new fan bases. Our glorious uh, big shout going out for a distance. Yeah, chairman, <laughs> chief executive Peter Kenyon reminds uh, us. I think we've yeah. got a global. 
Um, fan base now 14 million. Uh, I thought it was read. 90 million. Was it 90 Global million? Global fan base. Oh God. 10 million in Russia, apparently. Is it really? That's right. What do they do? A census? How do they find oh, this I, stuff out? I re- I'd love to know how they work this rubbish out because it's patently shite. But a lot of these new supporters, to them, um, you know, fa- failure is, is, isn't expected. It's not on the agenda. And uh, Failure is not an yeah. issue. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. You talk about that. You mentioned that Adisti. Where was she from? Is it Indonesia? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you, we see these um, these foreign fans. And it's a bit of a stick in the throat sometimes because we think... Not, not with a, not with Adisti, I No, no, no. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm love to pieces. I'm getting there. Uh, that we think, hang on a minute, this is our club. And we worry it's been taken away from us. And then, but this girl, well, she's got a fan club in there in Indonesia with a thousand members. Yeah. And she's saying we stay up till the wee hours of every yeah. morning. And watch that. I think, well, you know, fair play to that. That's that's a good show of dedication. It's a bit different, and it's we're just sort of getting used to that idea, and it's all settling yeah. in. Well, you know, I've, I've had a major rant about this because you know I'm never prone to major rants, oh, obviously. Well. But no, I've had a major rant about this, and uh, you know, my, especially with the old Johnny Come Lately thing, which again we'll we'll touch mm. on because you touch on it in the books quite eloquently, obviously, but. You know, for me, it's not how long you support the club, it's how you support the club. Mm. And the one thing that really pisses me off about the modern-day Chelsea is the fact that um, a lot of the Johnny-come-latelys just don't get how to support a football club. And that's the issue I have. I don't give a damn if they've only supported them two weeks. But if you don't know the songs, you don't understand the culture, you have no interest in it, we had, you don't um, get passionate about it, then go away. Go and support Man United. We had a couple of, um, well, Joanna-come-latelys... Um, <laughs> Sitting where we sit in Gate 17 is probably half mix of um, season ticket holders and and just open seats. So you more often than not you'll get tourists in there oh, and, and all it. kinds of people. And there, there are a couple of um, quite well healed ladies. It's not so, Joanna Trollop, is it? No, 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 no. <laughs> and They're no, not that well healed. She, she had they, they, they were sat. They had a I don't know young kiddie sat between them. Was and, he called uh, Ponsonby? Yeah, Ponsonby come lately. And <laughs> it was about five minutes to half time and um, the, the, the one woman turned to the other one and she said, oh, what time do you think the intermission is? <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, talking of intermissions, we, we should have a little, a little break, I think. But uh, after we do, we'll be talking to Mark more about uh, you know, what supporting the Chelsea is all about and, and following them overland and see. And you know, if, if there's any kind of it's kind of a bit like those kind of funny programs I do where they hit you with one-word summaries. And my one-word summaries of Mark's books are banter, piss-taking, nonsense, stupidity, strong lager, Marlboro-like singing, humour and girls. How would not that necessarily sound? in that order. Definitely not necessarily. <laughs> I, I could have said Eastern European girls, but that, we'll get yeah. on to that later. Anyway, yeah. we'll be back after a short break. Fancast are always on the lookout for enthusiastic writers and show presenters to get involved with our fancasts. If you want to have a go and think you can represent the fans' views, email us at getinvolvedfootballfancast.com. Okay, get involved with the show. Join our Facebook group, the Chelsea Football Fancast, and post videos, audio, and pictures. You know, those little things you take with your camera. Or you can write on the wall and join the discussion topics when I've bothered to write some. And uh, make sure you get your Chelsea mates to join up too. The more, the merrier. Also, you can get in touch and contribute to the show through the Football Fancast site. Have a read of the blogs and comment on them and the show, and you might even get a mention on the podcast. So please comment on the show and tell us what you think or what you want to hear by going to 
footballfancast.com slash your hyphen club slash Chelsea. And I'd hate, I, I'd, I think that's the best I've ever read it. I don't know about you, Stuart. Yep. Maybe I get that bit wrong, don't I? <laughs> yep. that's anyway, take, take one, ladies and gentlemen. It was just one take chidge, they call me. <laughs> anyway, click on what... Actually, they normally call me ten take chidge, but that's another story. <laughs> click on the what do you think of the show button or the comment. And I wasn't, that, wasn't, that wasn't anything sexual, by the way, just for anybody who is listening. Anyway, back to Mark, which is much more important. I mean, for me... Um, you know, one of the, one of the things that, that makes the book such a good read is, is is the way that you you characterise the characters. That isn't that kind of a stupid way of saying it. And of course, you know, the main characters in the book are obviously we see it through your eyes, but it's your yeah. mates from Gate Seventeen. Yeah. Uh, if, if I just give them all a name check, because I mean the names in, in you know in, in themselves are, are funny. And you've got we've got Solari, Baby Gap, Brian, Big Chris, Lemon, Ozzy, Young Dave, Hip Hop Dan, Ugly John, Lantern George, Salisbury Rodge, which I love. Chicken plucker and all right, Pav. Have I missed anybody out? Um, no, that, that's the hardcore. That is the hardcore, element, isn't yeah. it? Um, I mean, look, come on, tell us a little bit about the Gate Seventeen characters. Um, you've been going, you've been going with this. I mean, the, the, yeah. the, the, some of them are like right back from the, it's the, the yeah. honest gang in Bath, wasn't that's, it? That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I mean, that in itself was quite interesting, and um, I've actually I've got the, the the germ of an idea for for a new book, which is based around one game. Um, which is coming up for its 25th anniversary next year, uh, which sort of takes that honest game right. um, story and develops it a bit, and then it's not a Bolton game, is it? No, no, no. It is uh, Arsenal like away. Arsenal away. Oh yeah. wow! The first one back in Division yeah. One. Yeah. Oh, that, which yeah. you basically use as the prologue. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for yeah. one man went to one man went to That's right. Yeah. Kerry Dixon. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, you can't have oh, been there. You're too bloody so. young. Don't give me that. Four years old. I've been a plenty. <laughs> I've been a plenty of games by the time I was four years old. I promise you that. Or as I, I did, I just got a quick, quick. In, I've just been cutting the showreel for Shed Sports One, and, and on there we've got a fake or fan. We see this thing called fake or fan, right? Where we interview a celebrity to decide whether they were a real football fan or not. And uh, we had Danny Dyer on there. All right, Danny Dyer. I'm real well off me manner, you know. Anyway, <laughs> apparently Danny Dyer. We said so. How long have you know? How long have you been supporting? We said, well, you know, my old man used to go down to West Ham <laughs> for many, many, many moons, and I reckon that you know I've been going since I was twitching my old man's nutsack. <laughs> I rest my case. Anyway, moving swiftly along, back to the characters in uh, in uh, in your books, Mark Gate Seventeen Boys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody. People who read the books um, never never cease to be amused by the, the various nicknames that, that everybody has, and um, I think I can't remember who it was. It was a when I was a small boy, somebody said to me, "Never never trust anyone who hasn't got a nickname." So I yeah, I like that. <laughs> so if they haven't got a nickname, you've got to make one up for them. And, and, Have uh, you got a nickname, Stu? I've got a couple. Depends on. We the had called you Jesus on occasion and Rasputin. Rasputin, Rasputin. yeah. Rasputin. Yeah, I like da- it. David, who we can't see, walk in front of the camera so that we can see you. David. <laughs> My nickname for David is the Hobbit. <laughs> All right. I mean, technically, I don't have a nickname, but I do because I'm known as Chidge. But that's a bit of a cheat because obviously I've got a name that nobody can pronounce, so it gets shortened. So maybe you shouldn't trust me. Good advice. Anyway, I mean, going back to your boys, I mean. Uh, as I said, one of the, one of the great things about all books, whatever they're about, is is the characterisation. And 
and uh, I mean like Solari and his drinking and womanising mm. I remember the Stuttgart game away that's right, yeah. very very funny and I see Solari actually in yeah. the Imperial indeed I've not yeah. gone up, I yeah. haven't had the balls to go up to him and say hello Solari read, I know you are because I've read the book but uh, he, we, 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 we often quite, you know, quite often go back to the Imperial after the games yeah. and he's always in there holding court uh, big Chris and his eating habits and his affiliation with FC at Letico Dunkerton. Yeah, big, big, big Chris was actually um, on the phone to me five minutes after the news about Big Phil <laughs> joining Chelsea. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe he'd get Big Phil to manage well, at, you know, FC yeah. at Letico Dunkerton. Letico Dunkerton, yeah. What do you reckon? I mean, Ugly John, which, I mean, talk about nicknames. I mean... Well, very evocative, isn't it? It is a bit really, isn't it? You wrote, you wrote a fantastic description of why he was called Ugly John in the book, which I have to say escapes me now, but I remember reading it at the time. But the other thing about Ugly John is his, his brilliance at organising the trips. Yeah, which sadly has, um, has waned in... Has it? Yeah, unfortunately. Is that why we've not had another book for about the last year? Well, well I mean, we finished the last one when? It was last season, wasn't it? Yeah, one man went to Moe was the season After the, after the cup last. final. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, which we won actually, yeah. didn't we? Did we beat Man United in that. We game? were there. I think we did. Yeah. We were there. Um, yeah, Ugly John uh, organised the trip to where was it? Sofia, which he didn't actually attend. Um, and is this where, Boris, where we had Boris and the weird food? That's right. Yeah, but yeah. The, the, and, and the and the Karma Sutra Club. Correct. Exactly. Funny that I should remember things like that. <laughs> I have to say, anybody visiting Sofia during the summer. The Karma Sutra Club's the place to go. <laughs> I say no more, <laughs> in case you haven't read the book. <laughs> Eastern uh, European women. Is, apart from having a lo- sharing a loathing of uh, Peter Kenyon and having a love of all things, Mark and I share a, a love of Eastern European women as well, I think. But there you go. Right. Yeah, but um, the hotel that Ugly John put, well, fitted us up with, I think, rather than put us in, um, for, for that trip to Sofia left a lot to be desired which is probably why it wasn't there <laughs> yeah it had cold running brown water um, it, it was just terrible didn't they make a horror film about it called Hostel afterwards I think so yeah it? yeah terrible so um, yeah he's, he's been relieved of his he's been respo- relieved of his duty relieved of his responsibilities <laughs> that's a bit extreme so 17. who's, who's organising who's, who's now the gate 17 official tour operator then? well it, it tends to um, it tends to vary Aussie um, seems to have taken up the mantle now as uh, the, the uh, organiser and uh, checker of um, all good deals on Expedia and the like um, and, then, and then we go <coughs> from there okay Time for a quick break. We'll be carrying on the banter after this. If you want to write for Football Fancast or present your own podcast, then email us at editor at footballfancast.com. Talking, talking of organising tours and stuff, I mean, this is a bit of a, a kind of a, or going off at a tangent, as I'm prone to do. How did you get to Moscow? Um, boringly, we went, we went to Moscow with flight options, <laughs> and the reason the reason that we did that, um, I didn't want to run the risk of missing the yeah. game, um, yeah. despite the fact that one of the flight options planes, did. which unfortunately Baby Gap Brian was on, never left Gatwick. Oh, he was on that. Did yeah. he get out at all? No, he? no, he, he missed the game. Didn't even make it. Yeah, so. Yeah, there were, that game, there was no way I was going to leave anything to chance and there was no way I was going to go on a day trip. 
Because you, you, you went on a day trip. I did go on a day trip. But there was, a, actually, there was a lot that could go wrong with that trip. So after mulling it over and looking into some pretty good options, I thought, mm, yeah, 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 I was just going to go with what I went with uh, your sporting choice, your sporting yeah. challenge, oh, they right. called. Yeah. <coughs> from CFC Net, funnily enough. And yeah, that, well, I wouldn't say it was smooth, but I, I got there. We well, had that weird the cage drive. Oh, I had a weird everything, weird plane. Mental story, oh, that. We love that. Yeah. Of course, I was, as we all know, I was stuck trying to record a bloody Ricky Tomlinson gig and couldn't even see the match, but I'm not going into that again. Um, other than the, the you know the Gate 17 characters in, in the book and, and the exploits therein, all of which are very funny, the other thing you, you, you bring to uh, to the reader, of course, is there's the plethora of other very famous Chelsea characters, like mm. the Blue Man. Yeah, yeah, the Chelsea Blue and, Man. Yeah, and David Johnson. And yeah. I, 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 can't, I don't know if we can say this on... F off Colin, that'll do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, who, who has um, had... Uh, he's been in poor health, actually. Has he really? We, we nearly lost... Um, Jesus. F off Colin. We're not well, allowed to say. F- allowed to, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we nearly, we nearly lost F off Colin to double pneumonia in February. And, really? Um, yeah. That's and, bad uh, news. He uh, he had a scare last week. He was back in hospital um, for four days with uh, a heart condition that, that has now developed. So. Um, no, well, let's hope we, he's all right. We'd like to wish him well yeah. in his fifty-eighth uh, year now. I second and third and fourth. Yeah. That. It's his birthday yeah. tomorrow. Actually, happy, well, birthday, ha- happy birthday, F off Colin. Happy yeah. birthday, yeah. It's uh, no, but I mean, actually, in in all seriousness, you see, again, we're talking about you know what you do so well is is, is explain the culture and, and the fun of following Chelsea, and and the one thing that that dawned on me, really from very early days of supporting Chelsea and going, is that actually this is a club that has a, has supporters that are full of characters, mm. and you spend half an hour with this old man, and, mm. and, the, and you're in the pubs with him because I mean, you know, Phil's been going since the '60s, yeah. so he's well known. And people turn up, and, and you know, I, I remember evenings in the white. Is it the white? I always call it the wrong name. For it. White Hart. White Hart. White Hart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no longer. Where I've been, I, you know, I remember evenings in there where, where Phil was basically holding court, and all sorts of people were coming up, and I remember with Martin just crying with laughter before we left some of the stories and some of the characters that would turn up and and again that's what Chelsea's all about so yeah as you say that's uh, best wishes to Colin and the blue man I mean what do we know what do we know about the blue man we know very is, little is he not about just induced by hallucinogenic drugs or is he actually, does he really exist <laughs> he does actually exist and um, he was uh, last time I saw the blue man in blue was um, I think it was before the Bolton game towards the end of the season when he uh, stopped by the CFC UK stall all um, painted up in blue and he also his dog was all in blue as well which was quite alarming actually <laughs> what was the dog? <laughs> what do you think? I'll give you a guess as was it a pit bull? Blue, it was a pit bull <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask how do I, how would I recognise the blue? Uh, hang on whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. Pulls the, blue not only is the blue man too. blue but, but he has pit- the balls to paint his, his pit bull terrier I mean, blue without oh, getting killed yeah, by the yeah. pit bull. I've seen this guy, yeah. That's outrageous. And the pit bull was muzzled. I bet it was. <laughs> I hope it was muzzled before he started trying I'd to paint like, him blue. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so too. <laughs> uh, listen, we're going to have some more, hopefully some more stories from Mark about some of the tales that he's told in the book and some ones perhaps we haven't heard after this short break. For the latest opinions and news, check out the Football Fancast forum and blogs. Read what your fellow fans have to say and join in the banter. 
Right, for me, the funniest moments uh, in, in Mark's books focus on the, on the kind of the lads on tour aspect of following Chelsea. And uh, some of the stories that I've, I've remembered from the books involve people like the Czech giant uh, drinking absinthe. <laughs> Properly, I hate to add. Yeah. Uh, many, many Eastern European mullets. Yeah. Uh, lap dancing clubs like Goldfingers and the Kama Sutra. A private members bar in Rome uh, called the is it the Black Falcon? The Black Falcon. Sounds like yeah. something like uh, like a Humphrey Bogart film. It's actually it? a darts club. It's a darts it, club. Not, not a darts club in Rome. Yeah, the Italians are renowned darts players. <laughs> well, how about that? And funnily enough, there wasn't a dartboard in the. There wasn't dart a dartboard in there. Yeah. I'm so surprised. Uh, the other uh, tales of old ladies in Rome telling uh, Lazio to f off in Italian, and then there's the inevitable Amsterdam trip. Um, Mark, tell us a few. You know, just 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 enlighten the audience to some of the stories that they're going to find in your books. Um, pick, pick your favourite one. I think I think my favourite my favourite story um, has to be uh, from the one man went to Mobut where we um, found ourselves initially in Amsterdam on our way to Germany to watch uh, Chelsea play um, Werder Bremen. I think it was a round of sixteen. Oh no, maybe fish coppers. Yeah, the fish cop. It was it was a group game. And uh, young Dave, who incidentally, I think if, if you get to read One Man Went to Mo, you'll know that he had been diagnosed with uh, cancer, right, um, yeah. and which he'd found out just after <coughs> he beat Manchester United in the FA Cup final 1-0 with a goal by Didier Drogba up the Chelsea. Um, <laughs> 116th minute? Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, I remember it well. <laughs> yeah, we, we were in, um, we were in uh, Germany and we'd been to the game. Uh, We'd arrived in... Oh, sorry, we're just being interrupted by some hubcap thieves. <laughs> Go away, Mickey Mouses. <laughs> She's a scouser. Oh, yeah, well, can't oh, dear, you tell? Which is all right, really. That's what they all say. Yeah, we'd, we'd arrived in uh, Bremen with, with little time to spare before the uh, kick-off for the, the big game, so we literally ran to the hotel, dumped our stuff, and uh, young Dave... Um, or Dotty Motti is one of his <laughs> other nicknames. Because uh, Dave's the guy, just to put this in context for people who haven't read the books, Dave's the one that, he, he's got that lovely kind of thing that men of a certain age have, where he comes out with all sorts of interesting facts about yeah. the place that you go, and he's very kind of on top of the history of the place that you're visiting, is he that is, right? yeah, boring something. <laughs> <laughs> he's very whimsical, young Dave, and um, he's getting worse with age. Um, but, but some good news anyway... Uh, from uh, the story that, that he had been diagnosed yeah. with cancer, he's actually in full remission now. So um, normal service will be resumed for young Dave next season. And he's back, uh, back to the bridge. He's going to be back at the bridge Good. and uh, doing a few away games. Good. But the, um, the Dotty Motti, as, as he's known to his friends, uh, was in full effect um, when we when we came out of the the game. I think we actually lost that game, if my memory serves me right. Yeah, um, We went to a couple of bars. We didn't find a lap dancing club, sadly. And it was about three in the morning, and um, we said, right, we better get back to the hotel. And uh, said, what is our hotel? Because <laughs> I didn't know. Um, and Ozzy said, oh, yeah, it's called the Best Western or something like that, and it's near the station. There's a lot of Best Westerns in yeah, Germany, Yeah, well, there, there is. Yeah, of course, uh, young Dave, um, in, in his own inimitable style, said, oh, I know, I know where it is. Leave it with me. So where is it? He said, it's in a road called Einbahnstrasse. So we said, oh, right, terrific, yeah. 
So um, where is it? Oh, I don't know. Well, why don't you go and ask that fella over there? And there was a road sweeper cleaning clean the street. Yeah, he'll know. And Dave goes up to him. <laughs> he says in like a pigeon German accent, as, as he always does. Whatever country Dave goes to, he adopts the um, the way that a person from that country would speak English and speaks English to them in that accent. I love that. Uh, so, so it always said, works. Don't it always it. works. Classic, so Dave goes up to this guy and he says, excuse me, uh, <laughs> you can tell me where the best Western hotel is? And the, the guy looked at him, uh, he looked Dave up and down and he said, you tell me the name of the street. So Dave turns around to him confidently and he says, Einbahnstrasse. To which the guy starts pissing himself, laughing. We're all going, what's wrong with that? Anyway, it turns out that Einbahnstrasse, which was what Dave had seen as the road sign outside the hotel, means one-way street. <laughs> <laughs> and then in a town the size of Bremen, there's probably a fair few one-way streets in Bremen. Quality, quality. Um, you know, I mean, uh, do you know what? Anybody who's listening, I'm not going to get Mark to tell any more stories from your books. If you want to read how funny a lot of them are, and as I said, you know, the ones that... Are, I mean, the story about... Actually, no, give them a bit of a teaser, sod it, because I love this story. But when you when we went to play Slavia, it was Slavia Prague, wasn't it? Slavia Prague? Uh, or Sparta? Sparta. Sparta. Prague, Sparta. Yeah. And a Prague, a place that every English man should visit. Uh, at least once because the football's so fantastic yeah. and then yeah. the architecture's so beautiful yeah. and the history of the place the whole, whole, whole kind of medieval yeah. bohemian thing it's, you sound like young Dave it has, <laughs> nothing, it has nothing to do with the fact that it has the finest women on the planet uh, but anyway now the, the stories I remember about you going to some bar afterwards and, and being confronted by some kind of like weird kind of you know those kind of fairy tale type films that you saw when you were a kid there'd always be some kind of weird Eastern European giant and the way, the way it sounds in the book, this guy was about, he, he seemed about eight foot tall, although he was really about six foot six, armed with a mullet and drinking heavily. And then he, he drank some absinthe, didn't he? And then he kind of killed And over. then he fell over, yeah. Well, he wanted to fight everybody first, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, absinthe is, a, is a, an evil drink, evil. I, have, I have to say. Um, Not as evil as the mullets out there, though, Mark. No, they, they all look like, um, what's that advert, the 118, yeah, 118 yeah. guys. <laughs> well, was the Chelsea fans were chanting at them? I think it was 118, 118. 118, Because we're kind of really original like that. But no, I mean, get Mark's books because I tell you, they are absolutely full of hilarious stories uh, like that and, and more. Um, got any more kind of Gate 17 stories that we might not have heard? Um, just trying to think. Of stuff that happened last season that obviously there was no book last season um, I think I mentioned earlier when we were having a, a, a pre-discussion drink uh, that it's called a briefing meeting yeah. for anybody who's wondering <laughs> when, when we played it's Charlie professional don't worry about it following on from the, um, the, the, the chapter in One Man Went to Mo um, where we decided to use Amsterdam as a base for oh, our trip yeah, yeah, to yeah. Um, uh, Bremen and on that trip, there were just three of us um, from Gate 17 who actually went via Amsterdam, which was myself, young Dave and ugly John. Uh, but people found that chapter so entertaining that when, it, when we came to play Schalke last season, we, we actually had um, 20 people from Gate 17 plus 20 stragglers. <laughs> and, I, and I ended up hiring um, uh, a luxury coach to bus us from Amsterdam in, into uh, uh, Gelsenkirchen to, to watch that game 
And funnily enough, we were, we were back in Amsterdam just three hours after the game finished. Um, and Amsterdam's a good city. A fine place, as I can vouch for as well. Look, I think that's about it. We're just having a quick ad and then we're going to say thank you very much to Mark. But anyway, look, don't forget we want your contributions and opinions on the show and I'll tell you how after this break. Football fancasts are always on the lookout for enthusiastic writers and show presenters to get involved with our fancasts. If you want to have a go and think you can represent the fans' views, email us at getinvolvedfootballfancast.com. Get involved with the show, join uh, the Facebook group, Chelsea Football Fancast, and post some videos, audio and pics, and write on the wall and join the discussion topics. And get your Chelsea mates to join up too, the more the merrier. Also, you can get in touch and contribute to the show through the Football Fancast site, have a read of the blogs and comment on them and the show. And you might even get a mention on the podcast. So please comment on the show, tell us what you think or what you want to hear by going to anyway, <laughs> www.footballfancast.com slash your hyphen club slash Chelsea. Click on the what do you think of the show button or the comment button. Um, okay, that's about all we've got time for today. So I just want to say, you know, Mark, it's been a real privilege and a pleasure having you on the show. I really and sharing, enjoyed sharing it. what you had yeah. to say. It's good it's to see nice you. Nice to talk Chelsea during the summer. Well, exactly, yeah. because, you know, no, none of the other lazy football fan courses no, are doing no. shows. So we're going to, like, steal a march on them. That's the plan. Stuart, it's good to have you on the show, too. Always a pleasure. Uh, last but by no means least, a big thank you to David Wiseman, a.k.a. The Hobbit, for pressing all the buttons in the right places or whatever it is. And, of course, to Putney Station Bar for being our hosts. We'll be back next week so that we can hear the second part of the Mark Worrell special. And we'll be finding out exactly how Gate 17 started and also what Mark thinks it means to be a real Chelsea fan, as well as a few of Mark's favourite things, Chelsea. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it Chelsea. Come on the Chelsea. You've been listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Log on at footballfancast.com and get involved. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel... If you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV. Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Ginge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. 
There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. Real opinions. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast. I'm Chidge and we're back for another show, but this time it's the second part of the show that we were recording last week when we had Mark Worrell on as a guest. As you remember, Mark was discussing his books, Over Land and Sea and One Man Went to Mo, and also how he set up Gate 17, which incidentally is where Martin and I sit every week. Um, so coming up to the second part where Mark will be discussing things like, you know, what it really means to be a Chelsea fan and also some of his favourite things, Chelsea speaking. So sit back and enjoy part two. Fans, real opinions. All to ask you, really, how, how did the whole Gate 17 uh, thing start? Um, it started out, I mean, obviously, the, the, the guys who, who, who form the main characters in the books, we, we've been going to games for years. Uh, You're going to draw me a Venn di- diagram? A Venn diagram, kind of, yeah. You know, I was impressed by that. But originally, we all used to stand, congregate by the, the tea bar in the old shed terrace. Um, and then when as the ground got redeveloped some people got season tickets some didn't um, and we were scattered to the four corners of Stamford Bridge and gate 17 for those of you not familiar with Stamford Bridge is is the wraparound section of the upper Matthew Harding and if I stand to the left of my seat I'm actually in the east stand so that's the, the geography of it's where we are. It's in the infill, isn't it? Yeah. It's that bit where there was no yeah. stand. and then yeah. that's, that's how me and Martin got to sit in there. Because yeah. we wanted to sit... To, well, we we had to, we wanted to sit with this lot who sit kind of right around the yeah. other corner of the Matty Harding Upper. Yeah. Thank you, Gate 9. But they couldn't find us two seats together mm. and we wanted to sit together and the only seats we could get were in the infill. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we all decided... We I think we decided... I can't remember which game it was now. It's probably... Probably around the turn of the century. That sounds quite dramatic, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> around the turn of the century. Um, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Aussie, actually. It wasn't young Dave. Otherwise, it would never have got done. Um, I think Aussie wrote to Eddie Barnett and said, look, the, there's 12 of us who would all like to sit mm. together. Can you accommodate us anywhere in the ground? And he said, gate 17 has, has just been opened. And, um, and that was it. So we, we got our seats in there and there are... One or two interesting people. Rick Glanville's um, a patron of Gate 17, the, the, the really? guy who wrote uh, The History of Chelsea Football Club. He sits in there, and there's um, Seagull and uh, um, Roper. There's quite a few characters um, who, who've, who've now found themselves in, in, in my books. <laughs> but obviously not Martin and myself. Which no. I, I, you know, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter, you know. I the tell next you, one. <laughs> I tell you what, mate, there's... Because we're... we're um, um, did you sit in gate? Yeah. Where where'd you Row sit? Row S, there? seat 229. So he now sit, he's now come back and he's got a seat um, probably to the front just to the front of you lot. Whereas I'm still at the right where we used to be. Anyway, um, we're going to have a quick break and then we're going to talk to uh, to Mark more about stuff about what it's really like to be a Chelsea fan and what he thinks about uh, about the modern Chelsea, I think. <laughs> For the latest opinions and news, check out the Football Fancast forum and blogs. Read what your fellow fans have to say and join in the banter. 
Get involved with the show, the Chelsea Football Fancast, and post videos, audio pics right on the wall. Join the discussion topics and get your Chelsea mates to join up too. The more the merrier. Um, on the Football Fancast site, have a read of the blogs and comment on them and the show. Uh, I might even uh, give you a mention on the podcast if, they're, uh, if they agree with what I have to say. If they don't, then clearly I won't. Um, anyway, to get in touch with us, go to www.footballfancast.com slash your hyphen club slash Chelsea. Click on the what do you think of the show button or the comment button. Anyway, right, just before we get into, uh, you know, sporting Chelsea and the modern environment and stuff, have you got any books coming out? Um, I'm, I'm actually working on a book with uh, David Johnston, who's the editor of the CFC uh, Who UK I like to call David St. Johnston. David St. Johnston. Yeah. <laughs> Only joke. a pound, hurry up. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, mate, we got to love him, man. I mean, yeah, he uh, does and, great work. And Kelvin Barker, who, who um, wrote the, that fine book, uh, Celery. Chelsea in the 80s. The three book. of us are collaborating on, um, on a book um, which is titled The Famous Chelsea, and it's, it's slated for publication um, next February, though I think at the rate it's progressing, <laughs> it might take a little while longer. So, come to, on, what's, it, what's it about? The, the book's about, um, it's about Chelsea supporters who are well-known, as in celebrities. Um, because we have, we have no celebrity fans, well, Mark, exactly. obviously, you know. And it's about Chelsea supporters who are well-known to other Chelsea supporters uh, for a variety of reasons. Give, give us a clue. Well, I mean, you've, you've got people in there like, um, I don't know, Tony Millard from Tones Bar, um, which sadly well, is closing yeah. today. Um, a victim of the credit crunch. Uh, it's a great shame. Which um, I find surprising because every bar that's worth its salt has a, has a sign that says, please do not offend yeah. and ask for credit. Yeah. Um, and we, we've got... It's all right. I'm here all week. You have to listen to the podcast three times before you get that gag. I think that's all right. When I, when I edit this, I'll just put it in three times. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're just going to edit all the laughter in. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just edit you both out and then we'll have a great show. It's just that simple. Anyway, go on, getting back to the point. Tones Bar. Yeah, so Tones Bar has actually closed for business or is closing for business tonight after eight years. And uh, for, for those people listening um, who, who've never had the pleasure, it, it was almost like the, uh, the, the Chelsea Museum transported to um, leafy uh, North Surrey. And, and um, a great shame, uh, Tony used to make sure that all Chelsea's games home and away were screened in there, even if the commentary was in uh, Swahili. If you, if you couldn't make it to a game, you, What's you that, could see P2P? it live. What's that, my P2P? Yeah. It must be my P2P. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Tony's in there. Um, there's uh, Charlie Driver, who's another well-known Chelsea supporter, um, who, who was the guy who was famously almost convicted for throwing celery at, ah. at, at, uh, at, uh, at a cup. cup. Gentigana? No, 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 throwing at what, Fabregas? No, 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 this was uh, the Fulham Yeah, it's a semi-final. Oh, he's the, he's he the threw it at Gentigana. Because yeah. oh. mine, mine didn't reach it. Yeah. <laughs> God, I was, I t- tell you what, actually, just as a quick tang- tangential what's it, because I do it a lot, I've never been more pissed at a Chelsea game than that semi-final. Than that game. Yeah, basically, me and Martin and you lot, you were all there. Oh, was that the one for the park? Yeah, we were all there. Oh, the trip We got, we got, we got tanked that, up yeah. in that weird pub that your old man knew in, in, in Warwickshire. Oh, another one, yeah, yeah. And uh, Jerry was there. Yeah, yeah. And Kevin, and all of that lot. And then we ended up in some disgusting pub before the match in Piribar. 
Yeah, we were in Pibby Bar, weren't we? They're all and, disgusting pubs. Yeah, so some student right bar, and we watched the Middlesbrough Arse match, and, and we just basically had a major Guinness uh, kind of frenzy. And then Martin and I thought it'd be really funny if we had an aftershock session. Oh. So we had a blue one. Before the game. Before the game. We had a blue one, and then we had a red one, and then we thought it'd be really fun if we had a purple one. So we had a blue and a red one mixed together. I see and, I, and I seriously don't remember walking to the ground. And I remember Martin, Martin's a bit older than me, so he gets a bit kind of farther. It's a shame he's not <laughs> in it, love him. And him and Claire saw how shit-faced I was, and they're saying, well... You know, we'll meet you here after the game because clearly you're not going to have any idea where the car is. <laughs> anyway, I went to the game and I loved it because, uh, you know, basically... Was it wasn't in Einbahnstrasse, was it? <laughs> <laughs> in my head it probably was, actually. More. Anyway, great game. La, la, la. We won 1-0, jumping up and down, embracing people you've never met before and declaring your undying love for them, exactly what football is about. Anyway, I'm still mullered after the game. But, um, you know, I have this kind of homing beacon. And I, I made a beeline straight for the car. And I got straight to the car. And then I'm sitting there, and like, where's Martin and Claire? They got lost. So I'm on the phone. I'm saying, well, where are you? You know, and they couldn't believe that I got back there anyway. I don't know why we wish we went about that. Enough of this bollocks. We'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Footballfancast.com. Right, Mark, what makes and defines a Chelsea fan? Um, I think you're kind of the person to tell us this. So, tough question I, I like to think um, in the old school that Chelsea supporters I like, I like the word old school it's one of my yeah, favourite words that, that, that Chelsea supporters found their way it was kind of like a vocation it was a calling it is a Certainly calling me, it was a calling it is a calling Chelsea isn't it club. I mean my, my godson God bless him he had no chance I think he, nope. uh, he was straight into a Chelsea baby grow yeah. um, and from, from then on he's, he's had shirts every year at yep. every birthday yep. with his age and his name on the back so I think you know the, the modern Chelsea supporters who are able to you know enjoy Chelsea on TV um, it, it's a completely different ball game yeah. excuse the pun and I, I, ju- I just think you know, for people of a certain age, um, Chelsea will always mean a lot more um, as as a club. And using, you know, the word club uh, as in terms of its dictionary definition, it is a club. You know, for me, following Chelsea is about it's about the characters. You know, I would yeah. watch Chelsea if they were playing in conference yeah. football, um, or, or God forbid, in. You know that's a joke, but if you look at what's happened to Leeds United, Chelsea weren't too far away from nope. uh, oh, yeah. that sort of fate. But I, I would still be watching yeah. Chelsea, and so would all the guys who I write about in my books. You know, we enjoy each other's company, and you know we would follow Chelsea if uh, you know Snow White was the manager and yeah. there were eleven dwarfs playing. And and that's the point, isn't it? Because you see, this is the thing. You know, you know, I have my little theory about it's not about how long you've supported Chelsea for, it's how you support them. And for me, it's, it's for me, you know, football, if you, if you want to describe football in one word, it's passion. Mm. If, you, if you can't go to a football ground and be passionate about what you're seeing, if you can't vocalise and lose it quite mm. frequently, if you can't sing the songs, if you don't understand the culture of the people that go, and the people, I mean, I'm, I'm a great... Go and watch rugby. Yeah. <laughs> or Man United. Or Man United. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is that I, I'm a great... Uh, I have a love of, uh, of history, and of military history in particular. So, and I, and I think that that also resonates with football. I mean, if you support a club like Chelsea 
and you come to it fairly new or fairly recently because you're not very old or whatever, then you need you need to understand what happened before you got to the point you are. Mm. You know, you, you do need to understand what Doug Rugby was about. You do need to mm. understand who Charlie Cook mm. was and Ian Hutchinson and people like that. You may never have seen them play, you know, but it doesn't matter. You need to understand what those guys are about because those guys are the guys that formed what this club is now in many respects. So it's about how you support that club. Uh, not how long. Mm. Yeah, if if you are that involved with with Chelsea Football Club or, or any other club, indeed, in you will find these things out because you'll be interested to find out. You're not going to be sit down and talk, you know, like like, like a like a kid, like a student. Mm. You will find these things out because you'll go and read the books, you'll look at the old videos, and you 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 will find out because the people you go to the games with will have that knowledge and they'll they'll, yeah. they'll tell you. I mean, I, I wasn't around in the 70s. I was no. born in 98. I know all this stuff. I didn't read about it. You just learn it. It becomes part mm. of your upbringing. You yeah. you, mm. you understand the history because. You know, that's part of your family. I see it's very much a family. Well, you're old. you couldn't have supported anybody else with your no, old Not man. a chance. You talk about being brought up with a, you know, with a baby, with a baby well, suit. No, so which one me. was it? Because, uh, you know, Stuart's got a couple of brothers, one called Chris and one called Kerry. And is it, is it Kerry? Well, Kerry. Therein lies the clue. Is, is that a clue? <laughs> but one of you, one of you's got a... Um, Got a membership card with your picture as a baby, about six months old. That, it was actually a member me. of Chelsea. Yeah, it, was you, it was you, wasn't That's it? Me, yeah. 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 How about that? <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, the other thing is, is that you know, a lot of, uh, I mean, I, I know a lot of people who have written about and, and uh, made programs about football hooliganism, of which, of mm. course, we had something of a reputation mm. in the 80s and the 70s. And, and, and you get all these knobby sociologists and psychologists mm. trying to be really clever about it, and none of them get it. The bottom line is you've got that kind of stuff happening in football because basically it's tribal. Mm. And, it, you know, I, I often, again, equate this to military history, is that you go and ask any soldier why they fight. Mm. Not one of them fights for the money or for the flag. Mm. They fight because they're fighting for their mates. Sure. And I'm not trying to big up hooliganism, but what I'm trying to say is that supporting a club has actually got much more to the fact that you go out every week with a load of mates and have a laugh. And that's what it's all about, which goes right to the core of what you're saying, that if, you know, God forbid, Roman does throw toys out of the pram and, pram and we're playing in the Ryman League, you'll still be following Chelsea. Oh, absolutely. Because you'll be yeah. following it with young Dave and yeah. John and Aussie. Yeah. And, and, and as we will, that's yeah. what it's about, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I'm glad we sorted that out. Ah, that was I, easy. I, I can now. I can now. Someone disagrees. I can now sleep at night. Anyway, look, talking of talking of, because I mean, one thing that really does annoy me, and you know, okay, time for a quick break. We'll be carrying on the banter after this. Football fancasts are always on the lookout for enthusiastic writers and show presenters to get involved with our fancasts. If you want to have a go and think you can represent the fans' views, email us at get involved at footballfancast.com Yeah, Johnny, Johnny come lately is annoying me per se, but as I, as I said, what, what annoys me most is that they turn up and they just don't get what, what football is about. And, and one of the things that really disappoints me most is the lack of singing at Stamford Bridge. And mm. I have to be honest, Mark, in particular our area, I think that, mm. that, that it's, it's, it's pretty lame where we are. What do you think? I, I, I agree, um, despite the best endeavours of Seagull... Um, <laughs> squawking away with his arms <laughs> outstretched yeah. trying to get us all going actually interestingly enough Seagull and I uh, are now in regular email correspondence which is quite entertaining after we found out that he was actually called Seagull because <laughs> he, he didn't know that <laughs> and of course he'd never been able to figure it out and he wouldn't know <laughs> But but, he, but we've actually got a pack going that next season we're actually going to try and um, get a, get a bit more atmosphere going in our little section of the ground. 
So how uh, do we do it? That, that'd be quite. I think we've all just got to stand up when he stands up and sticks his arm out. Because um, it doesn't happen. I mean, there, there's a little pocket. I mean, because you know, you, you and I, as it were, we're divided by the stairwell. Yeah. All right. And um, I mean, there are some hilarious guys that sit behind me who who, who I, I, I call well. They're, they're like the Waldorf and Statler group. Yeah. They are like the guys from the Muppets. Because they're all they're really old, kind yeah, of. Yeah. Well, they're not really yeah. old, but they, they've obviously been going there forever. Yeah. And they they kind of feel that they're too old and they're above the singing. But what they do is they sit there and moan all the no, time, no, which no, I love. No, yeah. no yeah. I love it because it's kind of real old school moaning. And uh, they they and me, in fact, were, we, we I think we we were responsible for the originators of calling Jesper Gronky or Forrest Gump. And the only time I ever saw them <laughs> run really Forrest, amateur. Yeah. Oh, that's the only that time it. I ever saw. Well, you know what? There's no such thing as an original thought. <laughs> I mean, worked in TV for 20 years. That I know. But anyway, I mean, you know, that the only time I'd ever seen them get animated was when when Jesper was on the board. Let me go. Run, Forrest! Run, Forrest! <laughs> you know. And, and, but they don't sing, you know. Yeah, and I'm yeah. thinking, well, hang on, you guys have been going since like 1971. You, you must know the songs. Why don't you sing? And the only guys that do uh, are a little pocket on the kind of to the right of me. And there's a guy with grey, grey spiky hair. And they were the guys that started the Mario Stanich song, which All right, I, I yeah. think is one of the most inspired. Was, tune, that, was tune. that the Deep Purple? Yeah. And they sing, and but that's about it, and it's, yeah. it's pathetic, and I, I really hate it. No, I don't know what to do about it. It's, it's, it's a shame. I did notice actually that there, there was towards the end of last season there, there was to get a bit louder, some, didn't some it? effort yeah. being put into it. So um, well, I've, I've got plenty of theories on, on this on the singing business because I'm quite big on it. I, well, I go to the ground 50% to watch Chelsea, 50% to sing and do it. I love it. That's, mm. I absolutely love well, it. Me, that's what it's all about. Well, it, like, know, abusing people and singing. That's but what anyone thought. who sits in sort of gate 9 or 10 will know the choir boys I'm talking about who sit back there towards that. They're, they're, they're slender, slender guys with great voices. Take that with a pinch of salt. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and they're always getting up on a good, good old sing. And you know, a couple of us will, will get up and do it. And the reason people feel like they don't they don't go up and sing as much as they do at say away games or maybe in the Matthew or in Lower is, is that they're conscious that someone behind is going to say sit down and there's going yeah. to be one of these people who want to watch the game and go oh you know we want to watch. and at the FA Cup final against United we spent the whole game listening to some woman behind us what, just, oh my god yeah. saying Clive tell him to sit down I'm trying to watch the game yeah, tell him to sit yeah. down you tell him you're worried that that's going to happen <laughs> It's, it's, like, it's, like the, it's like the Carling Cup against his lot, you know, which we oh, were. All I, over I, the I, I'm ashamed to say we were totally outsung by, by by Tottenham, which really pains me. But what pained me even more, I mean, I was sitting right behind the goal, uh, and there were there were nearly fights breaking out between guys who were trying to sing, and, oh, and, had, and we, guys we had, who had fight, we had a fight happen yeah. at the Carling Cup final yeah. behind yeah. us between Chelsea supporters. Yeah. Oh, but was it for the same reason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like sit down, yeah, stand up. Um, it's like you say. I mean, you, you made the point there about you know what one of the reasons. I mean, obviously the European away games are, are a complete experience, but even just like the domestic away games, um, you know, everybody seems who goes to the, the away games, you know, goes with the intention of singing. Yeah, yeah. and you will sing. Yeah, you know, for a good, good old portion of that game. Yeah. And, and, you, you, you and, you, and you will stand up as well. Yeah, the whole game. Um, yeah. So you know, which is why, as people, I mean, because I don't, I don't, you know, in, in classic classic phraseology, I don't go away. Yeah. But, I mean, the reason I don't go away is that I, you know, a my wife would have divorced me, even though we are getting divorced. So 
why I stupidly <laughs> so said no. Next season, Chish. Next season, okay. Yeah, but it's not just that. It's because I, I, I have a, you know, I have a job where I never know quite what I'm doing from one day to yeah. the next, and it's a time thing and also a money thing because you know, yeah. contrary to popular belief, TV producers are poor. Um, <laughs> but I, it's really annoying because I know that actually I belong going to away games because that's that's actually yeah. where it's at. It's where you get the passion. It's where you get the real fans. It's where you get the singing. Not to mention the incredible amount of trouble you can get up to, which wow. I'm, I'm, I'm brilliant at, you know. But anyway, enough of the banter. We'll be back after this short break. Real fans, real opinions. I mean, it, it, in many respects, football is going a bit Pete Tong, isn't it? And, and I mean, one, one of the things that the fanzines picked up recently is... Uh, you know, the fact that they won't have a kind of a special subsidised group for the youngsters between the age of about 16 and 21. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, from the readings that I've, uh, you know, I, I've been researching a lot of the programs I've been doing, but apparently the average age of football fans that go is about my age. I mean, they're mm. about 40. I think Chelsea, if you look at the, um, the, the makeup of Chelsea supporters, you've got, there's a, there's a, a group... Um, well, I would say of my age, so guys You're a in little the, bit older than me, but we're about 40, the same age, yeah. yeah. Um, who who started following the club, you know, at the start of the eighties mm. or whatever, and have stuck with it through thick and thin. Um, but the, 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 there's a whole generation there, I would say, um, perhaps between twenty five and thirty five, which is pretty thin. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because people just didn't Priced go out of it as well. People didn't go and watch Chelsea. Um, you know, in the numbers that they do now, uh, and I think we've got what twenty-five thousand season ticket yeah, holders. Um, you know, and I'd be interested to see how how that's um, made up in, in terms. It'd be of, lovely. Uh, to, well, obviously, this is the kind of thing that Peter Kenyon has actually in his BlackBerry. He knows exactly mm, what the demographic makeup of his of, customers. Of, of his are. customers, yeah. exactly his customers. <laughs> but I tell you what, though, seriously speaking, it is a worry because you know the future of all club support base are are, are the kids, and if you don't get Miley Young, you've had it. Here's another thing that is really worrying, and I I, I got to know a journalist who who knows this kind of stuff, but apparently there is, as we know, a huge move towards armchair fans, but. Uh, who are controlling the game as a whole but uh, apparently if you're an armchair fan you change allegiances to a club at least five times in your lifetime really right. yeah Jesus which Christ. for all of us is unconscionable I know but, so but that, you yeah. know that's the future of football guys I must admit I, I, I mentioned Jeez. earlier about about the fact that you should never trust anyone who doesn't have a nickname. I think you should never trust anybody who, who changes the allegiance Absolutely. to their football Quite club. right, quite right. Anyway, we're going to talk to Mark after this short break about things that really matter, like what's his favourite pub in Chelsea, and <laughs> what's his favourite lap dancing bar maybe. He can Ooh. give me a few tips, I don't know. Anyway, we'll have a short break and we'll be back after that. Fancast are always on the lookout for enthusiastic writers and show presenters to get involved with our fancasts. If you want to have a go and think you can represent the fans' views, email us at getinvolvedfootballfancast.com. Okay, right, Mark. Kind of a little, kind of a best of type time mm. now, because you know, as, as a big Chelsea fan, what was your, what's your best match at home and best match away? Um. Best match away, I've got, I keep coming back to this and I, I'm going to write a book about this game and it was uh, because it just means a lot to me. It was um, 
a game that Chelsea played almost 25 years ago away at Arsenal. It was just a league game. It was the first game of the season. Um, and it meant a lot to me because, um, and, and probably about 25,000 other Chelsea supporters who managed to get into Highbury that morning. Uh, so just to say that again football. for people who are kind of like new to Chelsea, 25,000 Chelsea supporters at an in away the library at an yeah. away game when Correct. they had a capacity of? And the, I think there was something like 44,000. Three was, stands, didn't they? They're one yeah, stand. Yeah. Th- th- this was back in the day when um, the earlier you turned up for a game, the more chance you had of getting in. And taking the North Bank. And, and taking <laughs> the North Bank. Yeah, <laughs> Because we all know what Bertie Mee said to Bill Shankly. But yeah, that, that game came, I think Chelsea had spent five years in, in the second division, which was sort of my formative time um, watching the Blues. And uh, it was just phenomenal. It mm. was uh, it was an 11.30 kick-off, um, beautiful sunny morning. And yeah, yeah I and mean, it's just, you know, Kerry Dixon scored what, he actually has told me personally is his the favourite goal of really? the 193 really? that he scored for Chelsea Football that? Club. Um, so yeah, that that for me, I mean there've been many great away games, but that one for me resonates uh, the, the loudest. In terms of home games, um, I think we touched on the the, the Liverpool game, um, which was at the end of the season. Dolan's last uh, game. Yeah, just before. Um, yeah. Roman bought the club in in July of that year. That 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 was a pretty special game. Although the semi final this year, well, I, yeah, I have in, to in say. fact, any, any victory over Liverpool yeah. um, <laughs> it probably uh, would be right up there. I think also the the, the game when um, half of Chelsea put the ball in the back of the United net. <laughs> that that was pretty special. Yeah. Half um, yeah. So yeah, but. If you had to pin me down, I'd, I'd say the Liverpool game. At home. Okay, best goal, favourite goal? Favourite goal, I think the best goal I've ever seen uh, scored at Stamford Bridge, and, and only because we had a unique perspective on this sitting in gate 17, <laughs> as in we were side I off. Think I, I think I know, know what he's going to talk about. <laughs> was, was the, Norwich? Yeah, it was yeah. the Gianfranco Zola, <laughs> the deft little flick. Um, Quality, wasn't it? You can imagine yeah. what that was like sitting where we yeah. sit. It was right in line. That was sensational. Um, there was also, and I'm, I'm trying to. It was, a, I think, it was a game against Bruges, um, where I can't think. I think was it Paul Furlong that unleashed a thunderbolt from um, forty yards oh. out? At home, that, that was a fairly immense goal. But I mean, there've been so many. I have. We've been lucky. Years. All right, favourite player, still Aussie. Um, ooh. Aussie. Did you see Aussie play? I didn't. No, I mean I didn't. No. Um, I mean I, I actually got to Aussie was one of the reasons I actually started supporting Chelsea. Really? I wasn't allowed to go to the to the games. I was I was just that little bit too young um, to, to 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 see him in in his prime. I, I saw him play. I saw him play for Southampton again. Yeah, Chelsea. I saw him. Yeah, I saw him play for Southampton, um, but not for Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, from a personal point of view, you know, Aussie was one of the reasons that I started following Chelsea, but not having seen him play, I couldn't. I'd be 
uh, um, it'd be remiss of me to say that he was my favourite player. I think Zola was yeah. fairly special. Um, and I think there are, you know, there, there are one or two players of, of the current crop. Um, I think Frank Lampard, mm. um, who sadly looks like he's going to yeah. believe in Chelsea, you know, he, he's had an immense career for the club. Um, you know, John Terry as well. You know, what these guys, these two guys have done in terms of... Proper uh, Chelsea. Yeah, proper Chelsea and instilling that spirit in the dressing room. You know, kissing the badge and loving playing for Chelsea football. Or kissing club. his ring, as I've quite often yeah, said about kissing Frank. His ring, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the, yeah. The ring on his finger, I hasten to it. Yeah. Um, okay, my favourite question: best pubs. Best pubs. Um, Stuart's going for a pee, everybody. He's trying, <laughs> he's, trying, he's trying to like be really subtle, but he's on camera. The last last season, I, I, sp- I spent my time. Helping Dave out on the fanzine scene. So you're, you're missing the, the early pub action. So I'm missing the early pub action, but after the game, it's the, it's the Imperial, um, which uh, seems funny. To we were the same with us. We 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 often go back there. I yeah. like the Imperial, not least because I like the barmaids. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who attend to a bit of an Eastern European they, persuasion? They do. They yeah. do, don't they? There's a Polish girl. They're very oh, anyway, yeah. Let's not talk about this on air afterwards. Uh, so what about? Well, I mean, in the old days beforehand. In the old days, we used to um, we used to go to the Fox and Pheasant, which I believe oh, is still the Fox the, and the Pheasant. The Weenie Pub, where you can yeah. only, you have to go in one by one. Yeah, and then back in the days of the Honest Gang, and I'm going back to the sort of uh, early eighties. No, no, we used to drink in the Fimbera Arms. No way on Fimbera Road, yeah. which I think is a gay pub now. Probably. <laughs> well, it's in Chelsea, but but uh, yeah, no. So it was the Fimbera Arms. Um, which was, I think, the reason we drank in there was it gave us the option to get out the tube at Earl's Quarter uh, and yeah. walk through. Um, and it, I can't remember, I think we used to have some deal going on as well with the, <laughs> with, with the barmaids in there. Um, we, we, we've moved around, and it's all usually always Phil's, Phil's fault, he kind of dictates where we go. Um, but we, st- we we were going to the Wheat Sheaf, and then that changed, and then it's. Uh, I know why it is. Phil, Phil will go where the beer is cheapest. That's what it is. But the, pretty much last season <laughs> we were. They haven't got to wear the spoons in the Well, I know. It's, he, oh, I mean, he gave them. Well, it, it used to be, I think, because he'd go where the, the beer was cheapest. I think now it's, he, he's kind of getting a bit older now, so he likes to go somewhere it's quite near. So uh, we've been kind of alternating between the Maltster, the oh, Johnny right, Maltster, yeah. or now Johnny the Malt Maltster. House, as they call it. Yeah. And. Uh, and uh, and the Sobot, because right. they're so near that even Phil can stagger there. Yeah. One thing I like about the Maltster, or whatever they call it now, because it got shut down the mm. uh, season before last. Yeah. And because it was still a bit of a tasty pub, as we all know. And it got shut down, then it reopened, and they gave it a really nice refurb on, on there, which was great. And they had this sign, which kept us laughing for at least a year, which was, correct me if I'm wrong, there'll be no more um, uh, violent... No, no, no. Come on, you do it, because you know it. Is it violent, racist, and abusive language will not be tolerated in this pub anymore? <laughs> anymore. anymore. And it became like the standard joke all year. Whatever anybody did, anymore. anymore. <laughs> but we love the malts, so it's still a good pub. But afterwards, yeah, we tend to go back to the Imperial for, for the reasons that I said. We'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Okay, last, last, but by no means least, favourite songs. Ooh. I... I... I like some of the, the traditional songs. Um, 
But I, I also take my hat off to to I don't know who who got who was behind um, the the the, uh, the reworking of the um, Only Fools and Horses theme tune. Oh yes, which, which uh, r- really did tickle me. But my, my current favourite um, is is the Salomon Kalu yeah. song, which, which yeah, really yeah, yeah. does make me laugh. Um, and I'm just trying to remember it now. Is that he, come, he comes from the Ivory Coast? He comes from the, the Ivory Coast, Kalu, Kalu. He doesn't do drugs like Andrea Mutu, Mutu. He crossed the border from the left and went in on Risa's said, That's why we love Salomon Kalu. Yeah, quality. You know, it's good with that in Moscow. That's good fun. Stuart is our is our resident songsmith. I mean, we have been. I mean, after the cup final uh, against the Manx, we went up. We went back to the Blackbird pub. Oh, I don't right, know why yeah. we went back to the Blackbird, but we did. Oh, it's because Smithy goes early, so we. That's pub. why. And we and there were about twenty Chelsea fans in there when we turned up, and we just basically took the whole pub over, I'm chucking celery around. For, there's a great <laughs> photograph that we've got of, of his brother. Which uh, he, he's basically got this ranger's scarf wrapped round his face, and he's like cocked with a big, and not just a piece of celery, but a bunch. And forever after, we've nicked, I, I, we put this photo off on websites, and he's now known as the celery terrorist. <laughs> and it just kicked off, and we just sang in there for like four hours. I mean, it was it was br- it was one of the best Chelsea nights I've had. That was, it was great, absolute quality. Oh, that's why I love celery. It's one of my favourite songs. It's just so Chelsea. Yeah, it's so you have to explain yeah. it to anybody. But that's you know this, for, for me. I mean, my favourite Chelsea song is just the monotonous almost menacing drone that goes on forever of Chelsea oh, Chelsea Chelsea, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea. I've yeah. always loved that because yeah. it kind of just reminds me of the early days when I first yeah. started going as does the Celery song because I first started going because I had a mate who uh, worked in what was then the Stamford yeah. and he was a pussy and he was really scared because there were some pretty tasty people in there and he said can you come along because I know you like Chelsea and will you just come and look after me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's my first, earliest memories going to Chelsea were like drinking pints of Holston Export, obviously, <laughs> and, and all this lot getting really mental Ew. with celery, you know. But anyway, <laughs> look, I think that's about We're just having a quick ad and then we're going to say thank you very much to Mark. But anyway, look, don't forget we want your contributions and opinions on the show and I'll tell you how after this break. For the latest opinions and news, check out the Football Fancast forum and blogs. Read what your fellow fans have to say and join in the banter. Get involved with the show. Join uh, the Facebook group, Chelsea Football Fancast, and post some videos, audio and pics and write on the wall and join the discussion topics. And get your Chelsea mates to join up too. The more the merrier. Also, you can get in touch and contribute to the show through the Football Fancast site. Have a read of the blogs and comment on them and the show. And you might even get a mention on the podcast. So please comment on the show. Tell us what you think or what you want to hear by going to, for the last time, <laughs> www.footballfancast.com slash your hyphen club slash Chelsea. Click on the what do you think of the show button or the comment button. Um, okay, that's about all we've got time for today. So I just want to say, you know, Mark, it's been a real privilege and a pleasure having you on the show. I really and sharing, enjoyed sharing it. what you yeah. had to say. It's good it's to see. Nice to talk Chelsea during the summer. Well, exactly, yeah. because you know, no, no, none of the other lazy football fan courses no, are doing no. shows. So we're going to like steal a march on them. That's the plan. Stuart, it's good to have you on the show too. Always a pleasure. Uh, last but by no means least, a big thank you to David Wiseman, aka the Hobbit, for pressing all the buttons in the right places or whatever it is, and of course to Putney Station Bar for being our hosts. We will be back soon, uh, possibly next week, possibly the week after. Who can say? That's the kind of guy I am. Uh, But we'll have more guests and we'll have more Chelsea banter. But until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it Chelsea. Come on the Chelsea. You've been listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Log on at footballfancast.com and get involved.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.